0: Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman. And our next guest in the studio is Kendra James Anderson, CEO of The Finance Fem. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate
0: it. You know, before you came on the segment and I saw The Finance Femme, I sort of felt like Wonder Woman, you know, going to come out and, you know, make sure that your finances are in order. Tell us a little bit about your business and what it is. Are you an action hero? Well,
1: I wish. I wish it's the first time I've read that. Yeah, I might have to take that on. Um, you know, we do We do love to support women in their business with all things finance, so accounting and finance and taxes. And so, you know, thinking about it from a, a superhero perspective definitely helps lighten it a little bit, because I know it's a little boring sometimes to talk about those topics, but they're very important. Um, and so, yeah, that's what me and my team do. We come in and um, kind of serve as that back office for uh, women-owned businesses.
0: Do you find it's an area that um, people are often um, un uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for Um, uh, not very well versed in and and so there's a lot of fear of the unknown and um, in in a lot of cases I suspect embarrassment because they may have you know things may be a little messier than they hope uh, coming in.
1: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's both, right? It's it's um, it's a little bit of the fear of the unknown, and then there because there's there's that unknown. There's also um, some fear of judgment, and you know they're both very real uh, feelings and very valid feelings. Um, However, you know it's just like that you know saying with like going to the dentist. There's no nothing that the dentist hasn't seen before. You know, don't worry about it. You know, but it's easier said than done. However, this is literally what we love doing. We love the number crunching and the solving for things. And so, um, you know, almost consider it a gift to give us your quote unquote mess for us to kind of untangle. We really are here to support, but I do understand that that fear does happen. And, and there is a lack of knowledge around certain things, but that's no one's fault. It's, it's not taught in school. You know, I mean, even if you go to business school, yes, sure. You'll take some accounting courses, maybe some finance courses, but a lot of stuff in entrepreneurship Is really, you know, you're learning it as you go. And so while you might learn about profit margins and gross margins when you're in class, it it doesn't really apply until it applies, until you're really living the life. And you're like, oh, maybe I do actually need to price it this way because I need X more profit in order to run the business. It's life lessons that really teach you the bulk of it.
0: Yeah, and I think um, to your, to your point, uh, you know, a lot of what we learn in school is uh, to use the term cookie cutter, and 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 um, you know, very rarely does life fit it, fit into that cookie cutter mold. And and so, you know, when you're looking at your client's unique circumstances or situations, they're all unique in some way, and you have to guide them based on their circumstances. Um, Absolutely.
1: So. Absolutely, and that's the fun. That's the fun part about it is that you can take that foundational information that is relatively black and white. I mean, you know, one plus one is two, but you have to factor in those other things that are very subjective to really understand what works for this particular business at this particular time, you know, based on what's going on macro environment, micro environment, there's so much that you have to really take into consideration. The book knowledge is great. It's foundational, but it's really the life lessons that are going to teach you the bulk of it.
0: What is, uh, and this may be, there may not be a traditional answer, but what is the traditional entry point for you? Where where are companies? Where your clients are at? What what stage and phase are they at? Um, I, I know it's probably not a, you know a typical, um, and they probably run the gamut. But what do you? When do you see people reaching out needing your assistance?
1: Um, I would say the bulk of the time is when they're ready for that first hire. So a lot of the times it is when they are, you know, somewhere around 200, 300K a year in sales, you know, depending if they're product based or service based. But they're usually ready to make that first hire. And it's it's nervous. You know, it's a nerve wracking, you know, uh, time for them because they're like, how much do I pay? How much can I afford? What's a good salary? Um, So I would say that's usually the uh, the first time.
0: Do you, do you find that uh, up until that point it's it's a little bit of you know m- in many cases they're not drawing a regular salary or or they're you know commingling their personal and the business and and so it's it's all sort of like one big excuse me pile and now that they're you know taking on or expanding or thinking about hiring somebody it's like oh now I have to think about cash flow um, because somebody's going to want a paycheck every week or two weeks and you know how do I fit that in.
1: Exactly, exactly. If they're, you know, the One of the first big struggles in entrepreneurship is actually figuring out the co-mingling part of it. And so there's a, often a lot of, to your point, mixing a business and personal and having to figure out, okay, um, what do I do? And of course, that's obviously a tax issue, right, if you're doing that. But it also is just muddying the waters of understanding your business, how your business is actually performing. Um, so that's definitely one of the first big steps. But um, but I do think that when someone is ready to make that first hire, it's, it's nerve wracking from a financial standpoint, but also from an operational standpoint, because they're like, OK, I'm going to actually be managing a person and almost be responsible for a person. And so there's a lot of um, that you know, nervousness that comes along with that. And so they really kind of seek to have some type of an advisor step in and help them along the way.
0: And um, how does your, your service work? I know you have a fractional CFO um, and then you offer a whole bunch of other services, whether it's uh, tax, you actually file tax returns, you, your, your CPAs. And so so you run the gamut in terms of types of uh, activities that you offer or services that you offer. Mm-hmm. Um, what, is, it, is it mix and match depending on the circumstances? Does it evolve over time? How do you, yeah. how do you typically approach that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So we actually, when I originally started this almost 10 years ago, it was solely to serve as a fractional CFO because that's my background is in corporate finance. And that's what I really love is the finance side of it. But I found that so many of the clients that I was supporting didn't have accurate accounting records. And so I was like, okay, well, I had to bring on accountants into my team because at that point I'm like, okay, well, we have to obviously have your accounting correct before we can do some fractional CFO, you know, analysis. So then I built out the accounting team and now here uh, about a year ago, we started to build out the tax side because we were like, okay, we were finding that we got the accounting down and the, and the finance part down for growth and scaling, but then they needed tax strategy. And so the, the building or the business really evolved naturally over time to pick up these other segments that are all very much intertwined and related. Um, and so that's that's actually how it happened, just very organically happened. And so now, yes, we offer accounting, full surface accounting, some AP, AR, payroll, all of that fractional CFO, which is really more on the strategy side. Um, and then taxes from tax preparation to tax strategy. Uh, so it's a really that like end-to-end uh, finance support for you.
0: Wonderful, and um, I know you you work a lot with women-owned businesses. Um, do you work with others as well, or or is that specifically the market that your that your firm targets?
1: Yeah, that's exactly who we target. I will say we do have a, a few, we call them a few cool dudes that we um, that we do have on our client list that kind of snuck in there, but um, but we we typically uh, focus on supporting women-owned businesses, but. You know, we're here to to really help out
0: anyone who needs our support. Wow, I'm curious what the what the demarcation is of a cool dude that gets on board. You know, but it sounds like <laughs> uh, <laughs> that may be a subject for a different time, a different day. <laughs> Great. Yeah, um, we're,
1: we're here. We're definitely here to support. <laughs>
0: So so what people often don't think about in the context of service providers who work with entrepreneurs is that very often and uh, almost exclusively, they are entrepreneurs themselves. Um, so uh, would you talk a little bit about your experience? Because I know you um, worked in, uh, if my math is correct, Fortune 500 companies uh, through your career. And so you've worked in very large organizations and at some point took the leap of faith and decided you wanted to do it for yourself. Um, yeah. you want to talk a little bit about that either process and or some of the great lessons that you learned because that radio entrepreneurs were all about offering up uh, experiences for people to emulate and and hopefully mix stepping on some of the landmines
1: <laughs> yes yes um so <laughs> honestly I never I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur like I was very settled and happy in my corporate job I just wanted to climb that corporate ladder that was my focus entrepreneurship wasn't like in the family. So I didn't know much about it. It just kind of always seemed like a distant thing that other people, you know, ran businesses. Um, And so I was very content in corporate, but I had friends that were running small businesses and, they were actually doing really well from a sales perspective, but they did not understand their numbers, and so they didn't feel like they were making millions of dollars in their business, but were cash strapped. And I'm like, I don't understand how you're you're a solopreneur, it's just you, you don't have a team. How are you cash strapped? And so um, I finally was like, let me talk to your accountants, and they were like, accountants, Kendra, we don't have an accountant. What do you? I'm like, what do you mean you don't have an accountant? So that's when it opened my eyes to the fact that there are so many small businesses that are doing really well from a sales perspective, because they're great at what they're doing, but they were just struggling financially to understand how to you know, really operate their business. And so that's really how it started. And it started as a side hustle that I just did for a few friends while I was still in corporate, because again, I'm still just trying to climb the corporate ladder. Um, but what I realized was about after about six months of doing that, the you know these business owners; their lives were changed because you know, as an entrepreneur, it's lesson number one: when your business is doing poorly, it kind of it, it struggles. You know, it's a like, struggle. Got to keep
0: the cash. Keep the cash. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> you know how your business is performing impacts your day to day life when you are working for yourself. And so, when I saw that impact, it was very easy for me to leave corporate because GE was going to make billions of dollars whether I was there or not. But these young ladies were, you know, things were changing for them when we were actually implementing things. So that's when I went into entrepreneurship. That's why it all happened. And um, but I will say that as far as the, the landmines, one big lesson that I've learned, um, and this actually happened three years ago with the birth of my son, is um, you really want to check in with yourself as often as possible about um, what's important to you in your business, because those things will change sometimes. So, you know, when I first, first went into business, I was working crazy hours, you know, which I guess sometimes is expected, but I was working crazy hours because I was just trying to scale it and, and understand it and, and wear all of the hats. Um, and that was fine for that, po- for that point in life, but it was not sustainable. Um, I didn't know that it wasn't sustainable. I thought I could do it forever until I had my son
0: until somebody else dictates your time (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) exactly until you know i was like okay and so um priorities shifted and so then my business model shifted you know i'm still doing the same thing and still serving the same people but the way in which i'm doing it is different and so just you know just checking in with yourself because it's perfectly okay to understand that you know what maybe got you here in your business is not necessarily going to get you to the next step in your business. And maybe some things from a team perspective or operationally just have to shift in order to um, still be in alignment with what you're wanting out of life. You know, it's, there's business, there's the profit of your business, but there's also the peace of your life. And you want to balance the two.
0: I have a wonderful advice. Uh, you know, I couldn't have said it better myself. So really appreciate you sharing that insight and your own experiences. Uh, Kendra James Anderson, a CEO of the finance Firm. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you, find out about your business, maybe uh, get some more insights from you and engage your services.
1: Yeah. The best thing is to go to the website. So that's the or you can also check us out on social, uh, social media at the finance Femme.
0: I feel like you should go like this now with your, you know, I'm going to start. I'm, gonna go yeah,
1: I'm absolutely sorry.
0: Kendra James Anderson, CEO of the Finance Femme. It's been a pleasure having you on Radio Entrepreneurs.
1: Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. Appreciate your time. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.